0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're just moments away
1: as the biggest night in the history
2: of this great organization.
0: Are you ready?
2: No, I said, are you ready? Hey yo, smart marks, what's a smart mark, a mark with a high IQ? are so back in town and we ain't in town to mess around. To be the man, you gotta beat the man and I'm saying, whoo, right here, I'm the
0: man. That's
2: hard time.
0: Ooh, yeah. And what's it gonna do
2: when Hulkamania in the largest part of the world run wild on you? Rest in D. Oh my God! If the you just made the list! The God Almighty! The God Almighty has killed Oh my God! The God is witness! He is broken in half! It's heating up here! There's a soft rock! I'm glad the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. If you smell what The Rock is cooking! Two, the slop drop
0: hey everybody welcome back to another episode of the slop drop this is episode number eight i am nathan rogers as always joined by david the loose cannon McBee, and
2: joey p.s shaw three of us tonight it's like the free birds up in here yeah tonight i'm not the loose cannon uh sumo i, I think tonight i'm gonna be uh Bam bam, like Terry Gordy, is going to be my role since we got Joey P.S. Shaw joining us tonight. I think that's I'll,
1: Michael P.S. Hayes.
0: <laughs> I think I'll be uh Jimmy Jam Garvin because Buddy, Buddy was kind of a jobber of the three. I don't want to be a jobber, at least at least uh Jimmy Jam won a couple, so I'll be him.
2: He had some sweet moves, man.
0: Yeah, he did. Hey, a quick story about the freebirds. Uh, when I was little. My dad took me to this wrestling match at a place called Dogpatch. It used to be a theme park. And it was the Freebirds versus Dr. Death Steve Williams, Terry Taylor, and Ted DiBiase. So there was a singles match between the all three. And then at the end, the main event was like a six-man tag. But anyway, my dad almost got into a fight with Michael P.S. Hayes, and I'll always remember that. So
2: I, I there, there was that. I can't <laughs> help but I'm laughing because you said uh, you said Terry Taylor. So I just want to go doodle doo. Sounds I the days, do the red rooster.
1: <laughs> Sumo, that sounds like a story.
0: Now that, that's the truth, what? man. He uh, he called you know Michael P.S. He called him prissy sissy, and of course Michael P.S. Hayes he was getting some heat off the crowd and. I don't know what he said to my dad, but there wasn't like guardrails and stuff back then. It's basically just a little rope, and uh, the security had to keep my (laughs) dad from climbing over the
2: rope to go after Michael Hayes. Well, say, Sumo, speaking, I think that leads us into our first segment tonight. (coughs) Talking about some heat, Uh, Monday night, man, I'm still in shock over Monday night. It was a Monday night raw I really enjoyed again.
0: Monday night Raw was actually good for once. Got to give them some props for that. Of course the big It was an
1: action-packed
0: night. It was, of course the big story Roman Reigns returns, announces his leukemia is in remission. And uh, you know, just by him being there it was huge ratings for Raw, probably the biggest they've had in months. And uh just just a good thing uh for Roman. The bad thing is a lot of stuff going around on the internet about folks saying it's a work. Listen, that's not a work. Uh, the guy's documented, he's got leukemia. They do way too many good things with Susan G. Komen and Connor's Cure. They would not want it. That, that would be a PR nightmare. They wouldn't want that at all. So uh, I'm not going to go into all that, but good for Roman for kicking leukemia's butt and being back on Raw. I was never a Roman fan or never a character of Roman, or not a character, but a fan of his character. But uh,
2: I'm happy the guy's in good health. Well, I actually did not boo him when he came out. It was hard. I had to stop myself because you have that natural reaction. When you see Roman Reigns, you want to boo. I didn't boo him. Glad to have him come back. That was a great opening segment uh, to start off raw. But also, you know, uh, kind of curious. You know, I know Rollins came out and like him and what Rollins ended up, you know, getting together and stuff. But uh, later on in the show, but uh, Dean Ambrose didn't join the group. I think he will end up joining the group. And I, I know
0: the thing is, he's supposed to be leaving in a few months. I still wonder if that's, if that's the case or not. Uh, I did read where Roman's trying to convince him to stay. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he stuck around. But it'll be interesting to see
2: what they do with those guys up until WrestleMania. But, hey, man, I got to that was probably one of the best crowd pops we've had in quite a while. When Roman came out. The crowd was pumped up. You could; it felt like a big moment, like it hasn't felt in a while, and uh, it was a great way to start off Monday Night Raw.
0: Right. If anything good came of him taking some time off to to get healthy again, it's Vince is getting what he wants because he is by far the top face right now.
2: Oh, definitely.
0: Gave and and that was real. Oh yeah. Yeah. You for know, sure.
1: having him come out like that. You know, the emotion.
0: Yeah, that and that's, you know, I've always said, that's what makes a good promo is uh, emotion. Not a script, but emotion.
1: We Absolutely.
0: Saw, we saw Aleister Black and Ricochet beat the Revival again. Listen, I'm a huge fan of the NXT guys of Aleister Black and Ricochet. Huge fan of Alistair Black, but I don't know if you want them, you know, just squashing your tag team champions again. I mentioned that last week. They did it again Monday night,
2: but I don't know. Uh, <laughs> No, I agree. I think that makes the tag team champions. We talked about this last week. Having them lose makes them look weak. I think they should have at least let the revival win, win and then you know maybe force the uh, tiebreaker at the next pay per view. But I mean, yeah, I mean, to you had the revival a month ago. They were fighting against the. Uh, um, I, I can't even think of the group's name now. The uh, Not the Luch- Nacho Libres, but... The <laughs> uh, Lucha House Party? Yeah, Lucha House Party. Yeah, my mind went blank for a second. But you got to find the I like the Nacho House. Libres better. Yeah, I, I think it's the poll you had a while back with Nacho Libre threw me off. But yeah, you got them with the Lucha House Party where they're losing to those guys. And then, you know, you have them finally start to get a good push and then you make them jobbers right off the bat to the NXT guys.
0: Yeah, I'd have had Alistair Black and Ricochet. First, I, I'd rather be in singles action rather than tag team. But I would have had him go up against, you know, uh, maybe uh, Ascension or somebody like that just to start building them up a little bit. Not your tag champs right off the bat. But uh, we saw Elias keeps getting interrupted. He doesn't really have anybody he's feuding with at the moment. So I guess they're just going to keep interrupting him every week.
2: Elias Uh is one of the most entertaining guys in WWE. I I absolutely, the crowd totally digs his thing. Why can't they find a feud to help get this guy even more over?
0: He reminds me of Rick Rude. Uh, Not not the guitar gimmick, but Rick Rude would come out and just insult the crowd. He was a master at that and get the whole building just booing him out of the city they were in. He's got that down pat man he's that's a talent of his he's very good at being a heel they need to get a good feud with him do something with him other than just come out and play a few
2: strings on the guitar and get interrupted i mean it was cool we got to hear 40. him sing yeah he can sing too like west plains i think uh uh joey p.s hayes we were up at the west plains <laughs> show and he put on a good performance there hey, and he like, did And unlike some of the other musical gimmicks, he can actually play the guitar.
0: It's not just a prop to bust over someone's head, unlike Jeff Jarrett was able to do a few weeks ago.
1: That's that's what was cool when we were in West Plains when we seen him, was he was playing, and I thought, wow, okay, this isn't just a gimmick. This guy really can play the guitar, and he's not half bad at singing.
2: Yeah, he's pretty good. I wish they would just find a feud for him, because right now I think he's got the potential – to go to the next level, but he's kind of been stuck in that mid-card status. Uh, you know, find a way to elevate him to the next level. Right now, he's just known as I strum a couple chords, tell everyone to turn off their cell phones, and and uh, you know, and, and uh, don't take any pictures and all that kind of stuff. And then he always gets interrupted. I mean, it's the same thing every week. You got to change it up a little bit, but I think yeah, he's a think star. It- I think he needs to change the who wants to walk with Elias. There's WWE thing to who
0: wants to watch Elias. And maybe he can start getting some people in the back to take notice of that. Cause I like to watch him. I'm sure lots of others do too. I'd agree. <clears throat> I saw Ronda Rousey and Natalia versus the riot squad. I don't know why they keep doing this thing. I went to a no contest because Becky Lynch came out and, Resulting in her arrest, and I I absolutely hate these arrest angles. And actually, it, Rhonda called her out. They I don't know if you guys uh, saw this today, but they was going back and forth on Twitter, and uh, they did go a little off script. I, I think it's probably all at work, but they were saying things that Vince would not not normally want them to say on like a, a platform where folks can see. But uh, I don't like the arrest angles. I mean, it's too easy these days. If if a wrestler or a star at the caliber of Becky Lynch got arrested, guys, that would be on TMZ, it'd be on the news, it'd be on ESPN. Sonny got arrested the other day. That made <laughs> the news. But Becky Lynch didn't. I mean, come on. We're not stupid. Don't at least have just security come out and escort them out of the building. Don't go with the whole She's been arrested and put up a fake mugshot because there's all these jail roster sites these days all over the country. All you gotta do is get on the internet and Google it. Fans aren't stupid anymore. They gotta quit doing things like that. Just well, keep it simple. Have this just have security escort her out. No need to do the arrest thing anymore. That's that's it's old and done. It just doesn't work.
2: Well I'd right. agree with that. Yeah, I think the arrest angle was I mean, if you notice they had a t shirt made within an hour they had a picture yeah. of her mugshot on it, so I think it's obvious. Hey, they're trying to sell some T-shirts. Yeah, the mugshot that was taken backstage. Yeah. The wall.
0: <laughs> and all that yep. led to uh, a little confrontation with Rhonda and Stephanie, where she lays the belt down and walks away. Um, I'm not sure how they're going to go about all that, but you know, like I said, they were going back and forth on Twitter today and uh, saying some things that. Fence probably didn't approve of, and I, I liked it. Um, I shared that on our Twitter page. I didn't – our Facebook. Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys are listening to follow us on Twitter and Facebook, but sometimes we put stuff on Twitter that we don't put on Facebook, so there's advantages of following both there. So that's a cheap plug. Also, uh, Kurt Angle and Jinder Mahal, I don't know what that was about. I guess they needed to fill some time slots.
2: I mean, to see how far Jinder Mahal has fallen. A year ago, you know, he's competing for the SmackDown Championship. He is one of the uh, primary guys on the card over at SmackDown, and now he's basically a jobber on Raw. My, how things have changed for Jinder Mahal.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, we saw a a little bit of a moment of bliss. That's – Alexa Bliss's new talk show thing. Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. I have no idea what that was about. There was not even a winner. They just kind of ended things and walked off. That was awkward. And then it's kind of like a quick that. brawl. Yeah, it's like the match didn't start and it didn't end either. So yeah, it was no just, bail. Just a an awkward, lame, lame finish to that. Uh, Drew McIntyre over Dean Ambrose in an ODQ match, and uh, saw somewhat of a Shield reunion as Dave mentioned earlier, which I think is going to lead to something uh, fast lane, from what I've been reading. Uh, Bailey over N- Nia Jax, and then uh, Ric Flair's birthday celebration. Another big surprise return. Uh, we saw Batista. Looks like he's gonna. We're setting something
2: up with Batista versus Triple H, probably at WrestleMania. Hey, before we go into Nate, though, I just want to throw a quick shout out. That was a good match with Bailey and Nia Jax, and uh, probably not just you know I, everyone knows that listens. I'm a Bailey Mark, and uh, you know I'm glad to see her. You know, getting a singles match, even though I know she's part of the tag team champion, but put together a very credible, believable match that. Uh, I thought it was very exciting. But it's funny to see Nia Jax being pushed as possibly going to compete against the men and now within a couple weeks of that, losing to Bailey. So, uh, funny to see how that, the tide has turned too for Nia Jax.
0: Yeah, I'm not a fan of the intergender stuff. I hope they stay away from that. But, yeah, it was a good match. Uh, Triple H uh, and Batista thing. Pretty cool to see all the uh, guys show up for – the nature's birthday celebration we had sting and ricky the dragon steamboat up in there so that brought back some memories and i put out a couple polls um, i'll mention later that kind of brought those upon us but overall raw was good um on twitter our followers 78 71 percent of our followers on twitter said raw was good 18 percent said it was fair 4 percent said it was poor and 7 percent said it was bad which I don't think it was bad at all. I thought it was actually one of the best Raws that they've had in months. I'd
1: agree with that. It it was a great night, a a night of celebration. I said with uh, Roman Reigns and then the celebration of Ric Flair, 70 years old.
2: Well, I got to tell you, the Ric Flair thing, I was – I've been waiting all night. I was like, you know, they had a good buildup all night. Uh, You know, anytime you see Titus O'Neil – on the stage when they do an event like that always makes you hold your breath. Cause you're wondering, is he going to do something to get himself suspended this time? But <laughs> you know, it, it was uh the buildup to that it was cool. Seeing sting again, uh, sting looked like he was ready to roll. Uh, and Ricky, the dragon steamboat, man, he looked like he could step in the ring right now and compete. And honestly, he probably could step right in and compete, but it was really cool to see those guys, uh, the only thing is, every time I see HBK, I'm like, man, he's looking older every time I see him. So that makes me feel yeah. a little bit older. But Looks uh, like he's growing his hair back out. He's He shaved his head a few months ago. Looks like uh, he had a cap on, but you could tell he'd, he'd grow his hair back out a little bit. He, he needs the hair. He's got an odd-shaped head. I mean, I love HBK, but he's got an odd-shaped head, man. That's just not working. He can't do the uh, Triple H uh, <laughs> and make that work. But I got to admit, guys, I don't know what you were thinking about it, but when the angle first went down and Batista attacked him, I was initially kind of upset. I was like, this is crap, you yeah. know, just because I'm a Ric Flair mark. And I was like, this is crap. I'm like, this build-up all night celebration for Flair. At first, I was pretty well- – I was pretty almost pissed off, but then after I really kind of got over it, and by the next morning, I was like, you know what? That was a, that was a good angle that's going to set up something for WrestleMania and leave it to Ric Flair at the age of 70 to still be putting people over. Yeah.
0: I was
1: with you on that, Dave. I, I felt the same way, uh, but after I calmed down, because I was really looking forward to a celebration of Ric Flair turning 70, you know, in the ring, the cake, you know that awesome belt, and the, and then it, you know, after I calmed down, I realized, you know what? Hey, this is this is why they did this. I think because yeah. look at me, I'm getting worked up over it. it exactly. You know, th- there's got to be others.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, you know, I wasn't all that surprised about. I kind of in the back of my head thought that was a possibility. I thought Batista might be there. I mean, he was a part of Evolution. I I know they've been talking for months about doing something between him and Triple H. I wasn't all that surprised to see Batista. I was a little surprised that they turned him heel and he did that to nature boy, Ric Flair, because he's a big movie star and you got to wonder if some of these, uh, big time movie producers and whatnot, if, if they're worried that some of that might hurt, you know, casting him in a a big role, you know, is that going to hurt? Is it going to hurt movie sales? Do people want to come see this guy if they don't like him? So I was a little surprised that they turned him heel, um, You know, anytime that The Rock or Cena is doing something, they're always a babyface
2: because they're out there making movies and selling tickets. I don't know how that's going to work with The Hill. Well, I think it was back, uh, and I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, I don't know, was it 2014 or might have been later than that when he came back and did the Royal Rumble match, and they actually had him win the Rumble, and Bautista was born. Yeah, And I I think – you know, I noticed that first when they first showed his face, you could hear a, but He but He chant. And then, you know, I thought, oh, you know, he's just here to help escort out, uh, you know, Flair to walk out with him and stuff like the old four horsemen. But then to have him turn heel like that, I, I think it's going to be just fine because in April, that's when the next Avenger movie is going to come out. They're going to love him no matter what. Yeah. I think uh, I think the fans I think the fans kind of want to boo him. I think they're going to play off, you, you know, uh, kind of well, like The Rock, you know, only being a part timer. I think they're going to play off of that thing. I, I
0: like Batista as a heel. I generally like all the heels anyway. So you're right. Most of the fans tend to uh, start liking the heel. So by then, who knows? Maybe maybe he'll get a standing ovation when he comes out.
1: Yeah, look at Ric Flair. I mean, prime example
0: of, of a heel that. I mean, i cheer him today. Love him. Kevin Owens the same way. A lot of people uh, that uh, don't like him actually end up digging him. Speaking of Kevin Owens, on to SmackDown. It starts off with Kofi and Daniel Bryan's big contract signing, which was interrupted by Vince McMahon, who ultimately replaces Kofi with Kevin Owens. That was a big surprise. I, I like these surprises. I like these comebacks. So, uh, I don't know if the new riders they've been hired have done the past two shows,
2: but kudos to them if so. Well, do you think possibly, you know, I heard that a uh, a certain brother love might be getting involved <laughs> in that. Could that be a hallmark of a uh, brother love getting involved in it? I love
0: you. Could be, man. Uh- You know, I wrote a thing the other day that the WWE could be in panic mode, and 79% of our Twitter followers agreed with that. So they've hired all these people, Bruce Pritchard, Jeff Jarrett, Shane Helms, Abyss, and, you know, a couple other folks. But if that's them doing this, they really really got on the job in a hurry and, and done some things quickly, and it's working.
2: Yeah, I but, think uh, getting real wrestlers back involved with it instead of Hollywood screenwriters, yeah. it kinda has more of a uh back to the basics type of feel to it.
0: Yeah, and the one thing I don't like about that angles, uh Vince taking Kofi out and putting Kevin in. He just done the exact same thing on Raw with Charlotte. You know, Becky, I'm taking you out, I'm putting Charlotte in. So that's that's the only thing that I didn't like. I do like Kevin Owens no coming back and them putting them right back in the main. What I really liked, and uh, a lot of a lot of folks out there listening is not going to like this, is that they took Kofi out. Why do I like that? Is because you're investing more emotion into Kofi when they put him back in. He's going to be over like Grover. Yeah,
2: if think it's a slow burn, similar like Daniel Bryan a few years ago, where the crowd wanted Bryan to get the belt, and you're going to do that slow burn. Instead of pushing yeah. it too quick, I think that's just saving for something big down the road. But I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you guys thought, but I know what I thought of when Vince McMahon came out and was removing Kofi. I What's thought that? of Cowboy Bill Watts running WCW for some reason. So yeah, and I'll just leave it there at that. But
0: <laughs> no, but I mean, everybody wants Kofi to go and win and uh do this and that, but. There was no real story there to begin with, but now we're starting to see uh, they're doing things, and uh, we talked about this last week. It's just more uh, jumping on the Kofi bandwagon.
2: See, I don't ask my audience what they want. I tell them what they want. I tell them what they want, and then they like it.
0: Yeah, how they replaced uh, Kofi with Kevin, um, I think was pretty smart booking. It's going to get people, even more people, behind Kofi. So when they push him to that main event status, he's going to be a huge face for the WWE. know a lot of people don't like that decision, but I think it was smart booking by Vince. Or whoever wrote it.
1: What would you think about the Stone Cold Stunner he put on?
0: Um, I think Steve Austin said he put a little stink on it. So I think I read that. <laughs> so I think uh, he had tried that before, or somebody had tried that before, and and Austin wasn't very impressed. But I think that uh, it may have got the stamp of approval. I it like to lo- pop up.
1: As I say, it looks that way.
0: Yeah. Uh, another big return and surprise was Matt Hardy. We saw the Hardy boys in action. They they went over on the bar, and our truth was back. Yes. He's alive. (laughs) The U.S. champion, who has gone undefeated since winning the title, was back.
2: Hey, and following in the great champions like Rick Rude, who held it for 14 months, the total package, Lex Luger, who held it for almost two years. Now, finally, R-Truth is going to turn himself into the greatest U.S. champion in the history of professional wrestling. The greatest. (laughs) Guys, I posted a –
0: a meme the other day you remember little jimmy the the thing they did a few months ago maybe a year or so ago where he had an imaginary friend named little jimmy well amongst all these uh several stars were released last week but uh anyway i put uh G- little jimmy had been released and blah blah blah. people a few people on twitter lost their minds they thought our truth had been released i'm like read the tweet it's a joke it's a it's little
2: jimmy but anyway uh, yes, people. Little Jimmy is his imaginary friend. Yes. He's not real. <laughs> it is word is he's going to AEW? So good luck, Little Jimmy. In all your future
0: endeavors. Yes. Saw a short segment with Charlotte Flair. Uh, she's going to be on Raw Monday, so it'll be interesting to see what happens, especially after today with Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey going back on back and forth on Twitter like they were. Uh, again, Alistair Black and Ricochet over Rusev and Nakamura. I don't know why they're using Rusev and Nakamura like that. Those are two really good singles competitors. And, uh, you know, Nakamura was huge in Japan. He came over here, and I thought, oh, this is going to be great. And they just kind of dropped the ball with that. So I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't resign with the WWE if they're going to keep using them like that. He could use to
2: be used a lot better elsewhere, I think. Well, with New Japan losing some of the stars they've lost recently, uh, I could see New Japan really trying to do everything they can to bring back uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah,
0: main event we saw Kofi Kingston and Kevin Owens uh, beat Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Again, no Oscar. I don't know why. Um, They have a U.S. women's – or not a U.S. women's, but the SmackDown Women's Champ over there that's uh, totally not being used and – it just doesn't make much sense to me. Twitter followers, uh, SmackDown ratings, they said 65% gave it a, a good rating and 35% gave it a fair. And 0% said it was poor or bad. So SmackDown got the stamp of approval this week from our followers. Uh, I mentioned Noah also haven't seen Dolph Ziggler in a while, so I don't know why they've got him on the shelf. I don't know if they just can't come up with something for him, but that's
2: a lot of talent that's not being used on both those st- superstars. I'll tell you, seeing the truth win the main event just brings one word to mind. It was fabulous in the words of Corey Graves. <laughs> fabulous.
0: Corey Graves, that was a little uh, – he kind of quietened up a little bit
2: when Carmilla came out. That's the best part of the show now. Whenever Carmella comes out, trying to just listen to Corey Graves' comments, uh, how many views are you up to now on that video that you shared? Uh, I checked it
0: about two days ago, and it was 138,000 views. So on Twitter, I don't know how many on Facebook. Wow. I wish we'd get that many listeners, but we'll get there. It'll happen. It, It will happen. 205 Live, uh, Tony Nice over Callisto. Drew Gulak over the Brian Kendrick, and Buddy Murphy, the champ, apparently he's going to take a few weeks off, maybe a few months off. He kind of trolled some folks on Twitter saying he had a huge announcement to make about his future and blah, 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 and then he came out that night and said, hey, I'm going back to uh, Australia or New Zealand or wherever it is he's from for, for a little while. But he'll be back. He said he's going to see who wins the uh, – cruiserweight tournament to see who he's facing at wrestlemania nxt it looks like we're going to get a diy reunion of course we've kind of been seeing them do this on smackdown and raw the past few weeks between Tommaso champa and johnny Gargant. i think uh is injured and it could have happened that smackdown was it last week he kind of tweaked his knee a little oddly but they haven't used him since just kind of uh some promos here and there, but they're going to be in the dusty roads classic on NXT for a chance to go up against the uh, NXT tag team champions at uh, Takeover.
2: Well, that, that's something I'm really looking forward to the uh, dusty roads classic. Uh, you know, they've already had, when they've done it before, it's been some uh, great, it's been a great tournament, but just, you know, I grew up a big Dusty Rhodes fan. You know, I love, I would love the American dream. Let me tell you something, brother. The son of a plumber. He was always a lot of fun to watch, and The battles that he used to have with the nature boy, Rip Flair. Let me tell you, those are some great matches. And yes. uh, it's great to see them honoring someone like Dusty Rhodes. And, and speaking of honor real quick, uh, WD, WWE Hall of Fame announced someone this week that, I don't know, did hell freeze over this week? it got a little chilly down there i think i mean the honky-tonk man the honky-tonk man seriously the greatest intercontinental champ of all time he's cool he's cocky he's bad
1: (laughs) he's the honky-tonk man baby
2: (laughs) but i mean it's going to be shake rattling and rolling but i'm wondering who's going to enter who who is the honky-tonk man even still friends with he when he does a uh, these shoot videos, he pretty much destroys every person known to man. Uh, you know, who's he going to – who's actually going to, you know, induct him? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I kind of had that in my
0: notes. Uh, who's going to induct the honky-tonk man? Will it be his longtime manager, Jimmy Hart, or his cousin, Jerry Lawler, which I don't think him and the King has always got along too
2: well. So I really don't know. But you know, speaking of Hall of Fame, I know you've done a couple polls on this. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, a a, a person I really want to see go in the Hall of Fame this year has got to be beautiful Bobby Eaton as a member of the Midnight Express. I'm thinking you got to put the Midnight Express in the Hall of Fame. We did the Rock and Roll Express a couple years ago. You know, Jim Cornette. Hey, he came. He did a good performance for the Rock and Roll Express. He didn't destroy everyone like everyone was expecting on the mic, but. You know, you got to put in beautiful Bobby Eaton, man.
1: Absolutely, oh, absolutely.
2: no doubt. Um, I actually wrote a blog
0: about that. A website that reached out to me and asked me uh, who I would like to see in the Hall of Fame that's not in the Hall of Fame, and if I'd write a little something about them. And I chose the Midnight Express, and uh, I'll I will repost that. But we could do a whole show a whole show about the Midnight Express or who we think should be in the WWE Hall of Fame that's not in the WWE Hall of Fame. If they they can put Coco Beware in, they can put Vader in or the Midnight Express in. And, again, I could go on and on. So, that's a whole show we could do on that someday.
1: Well, Bobby Eaton, even as a single. I mean, he was a great singles competitor as well.
0: Yeah, no matter which version of the Midnight Express, they had two common denominators that made them
2: successful, Bobby Eaton and Jim Cornette. Well, I was listening to the – The Eric Bischoff uh, podcast, or I'm sorry, it was actually Tony Schiavone, and and I'll tell you right here, that's someone I think should be in the WW Hall of Fame is Tony Schiavone. Uh, Even I used to be super critical of him, but you know during the whole Monday Night Wars thing, but I've been going back and listening to his podcast. Let me tell you, that's a podcast everyone needs to check out. Him and hey hey, it's Conrad. Uh, You know what happened when is a fantastic show and. Tony Schiavone's hilarious, but he was actually talking about beautiful Bobby Eaton. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the Arn Anderson episode, which is funny. I'm listening to that on the week that he's released from WWE. <laughs> and, you know, hearing, I did not realize that Arn Anderson and Bobby Eaton was best friends. And Double uh, A was actually probably closer to, to beautiful Bobby Eaton than pretty much anyone, even the Nature Boy. Yeah, I didn't know that either, but, you know, they spent a lot of time together.
0: Probably traveled a lot of miles together, so those guys probably go back pretty far and probably a lot tighter than we than we realize. You know, we don't get to see all the behind-the-scenes stuff, but I agree on, on Shavani Listening to that podcast occasionally, it just brings back some nostalgia. Uh, he can occasionally, he'll call a little match that they're watching, and it just brings back memories of the, the glory days of WCW and Savani so occasionally i don't know if, if you guys watch ever uh ever watch any mlw he will occasionally be the uh, commentator for mlw
2: well I, i'm just glad seeing him back in professional wrestling his podcast is is awesome it's hilarious it's pretty vulgar so those people who aren't used to stuff uh Be prepared for some language, but it is freaking hilarious. And Shivani, yeah, I mean, I used to love watching the interviews. I think uh, uh, Joey P.S. Shaw, he used to actually attend a lot of those events since he's from the ATL. And, uh, you know, seeing Shivani doing those interviews with like the four horsemen and things like that, to me, that was what wrestling was all about.
1: He was a master at interviewing. In my opinion, I absolutely love watching Tony Schiavone interview anybody. It didn't matter who he was interviewing. He, he, to me, somebody who's doing an interview, they can carry, they can lead uh, somebody who maybe isn't very good at speaking or talking. And, and he had a way of being able to bring out the best in anybody he was interviewing.
0: Hey, you know, this kind of brings me to another topic. Rumor is Michael Cole might be leaving. So, you know, Michael Cole's been with WWE for for years. It, who would be a good replacement? Could Tony you, could you Schiavone. Reach out and bring back Schiavone for that. Tony that Schiavone. Pretty
2: cool. Did you say Tony Schiavone? <laughs> I, I, I was actually thinking about that. I saw that rumor with Michael Cole leaving, and honestly, there's not there's not a lot out there. I mean, I would think it, they're they're probably going to bring someone up. Maybe uh. Uh, maybe uh, Maro uh bringing him up. I, I would, I would like because I don't see him. I don't see him g- reaching out to Tony
0: Schiavone, which I I would like that. Um, but if they kept it in house, I would rather see Maro come up. I don't think Todd Phillips is ready. All right, but uh, I really enjoy Maro. A lot of people that aren't used to him may not like it at first, but I've I've listened to match uh, MMA fights he's called and uh, some other wrestling stuff. I think he does good. If they keep it in-house, I'd like to see him get that spot. But I don't know because I think Michael Cole does a lot of things behind the scenes other than just be the, the head commentator. But, uh, yeah, Shivani, though, squeeze him in somewhere. Let's bring Shivani back. Let's get a a uh, poll started or a start getting a GoFundMe or something. Get Shivani back over here.
2: Hashtag bring back Shivani.
0: Bring back, yeah, Savani. that'd
2: be a good poll. Hey, maybe uh,
1: even at the NXT Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic,
0: that'd be cool. Uh, as far as I mentioned MLW, as far as like uh, uh, news and other wrestling organizations, I don't have a whole lot. I, I learned today that Jungle Boy, who has signed with AEW. That is actually Luke Perry's son, Luke Perry from Nine Hundred Two One Zero. His son's a professional wrestler, Jungle Boy. That's All right. Uh, you just Canadian made me w. feel old. Nine Hundred Two One Zero, Luke Perry. Yeah, <laughs> he has D- kids. D- Dylan, D- Dylan. Is it Dylan McKay? Dylan McKay is hey, Jungle Boy. Needs to grow out the chops, the sideburns, and come out as hailing from Nine Hundred Two One Zero, Dylan. <laughs> That no now would it have the would it be the music
1: from 902102
0: <laughs> <laughs> Of course is <This> it true <laughs> <laughs> now he he could have a segment kind of like popper's Pit but called the peach Pit.
2: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my Do goodness. It. Do it, Cody. Do it. There's <laughs> um, another poll. T- <laughs> yes.
0: Former TNA Impact star Madison Rain-, Rain was released from ROH. So, I would not be surprised a bit if she showed up in NXT or the WWE. Or, uh, I, you know, I don't know if Randy Rhodes would sign her the AEW, but... If she wanted the big-time money, she would go probably to NXT first, and that that would be interesting because there's been some call-ups, you know, and with uh, Lacey Evans called up, you know, that could be a good replacement
2: for her on NXT. Well, Lacey Uh, Evans, you know, uh, her thing's just been walking out, wave to the crowd, turn around, walk back, flirt with whatever wrestlers are out there. But I got to tell you, in the Royal Rumbles, she could go. Oh yeah, definitely. She's
0: she's good. I'm not sure what they're doing with her now. That they've apparently got some big plans for her in the future, but they haven't done anything lately other than just have her walk out and then just walk right back. She, I don't get it. But
2: hey, it's an know, easy like, payday.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. But a uh, ROH in New Japan and uh, MLW and Impact. They've got some interpromotional things going on. you got to wonder if that's to kind of stay competitive. Apparently, Impact and NOAA, I'm not, I'm not very familiar with NOAA. That's a uh, promotion out of Japan, but I just read today where them and uh, Impact Wrestling have signed some sort of agreement to work with each other. But, you know, it's it's hard to compete with the mothership. Impact? So, uh, you gotta- what, what is Impact? <laughs>
2: What's Impact? I don't, What is Impact?
0: That's the place where Sammy Callahan just re signed for I don't know how long, but it still comes on, uh, I think Friday nights on the Pursuit channel now. They've they've bounced around so much their ratings. We've gotten about twice as many viewers on our short video on Twitter than they have their whole uh two hour wrestling show. So the bad thing is they've actually got talent. I don't know what the problem is, but I don't know if it's a, a bad network or Bad time slot or bad riding or what, but I thought Don Callis and um, Scott, was it Scott D'Amour? Yeah, I Scott D'Amour, yeah. But thought they were supposed to bail him out and, and get things back on track, but
2: uh, not yet. It's hard to, to overcome sp- the curse of Dixie Carter as I get yep. in my weekly shot at my good friend Dixie Carter.
1: Don't Don't get David started on that. <laughs>
0: Few other uh, tidbits, uh, some Twitter polls we put out there. I asked if uh, people like to see the hardcore belt brought back, and 53% on Twitter said yes, and 78% on Facebook said yes. So the majority would like to see the hardcore
2: belt brought back. What do you guys think about that? I would love to see the hardcore belt, but I got one concern. They got to set an age. Limit, because I'm concerned that Terry Funk is going to come walking in on his on crutches or a walker, and then start trying to beat the heck out of someone to try to get the hardcore belt back. I'm a little worried about Funk.
0: You see Terry Funk will out a garbage uh,
2: can or a uh, dumpster
0: on crutches and and try to reclaim the hardcore championship. Or Sabu come out with a Singapore cane, but. I would like to see them, if they brought it back, uh, I really, the WWE version, the the belt looked like trash. I mean, it it was kind of a, it looked like a joke. But the one WCW had, it looked really nice. It looked like an actual legit belt. I don't like that 24-7 rule. I think that's stupid. If they brought it back, have a nice looking belt and just have matches. Don't make it, you got to defend it 24-7 and then all of a sudden have a, Conveniently have a camera in the middle of a supermarket. That I just think that's kind of silly. But I wouldn't mind them having the hardcore belt back. It would give some guys a chance to showcase their talent that are in the middle of the roster or, or in the back in the locker room.
2: I I don't know if they would bring it back just because all the negative stigma with concussions and stuff like that in sports now. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if that's something they're going to ever do again. And then also with all the fatalities from the guys who participated in stuff like that, uh, with their PG era mentality. I I don't know if they would actually ever, I'd like to see them bring it back, but I don't think they will.
1: That's, that's what I was thinking exactly, Dave. And then next, uh, who's going to, who's the competitors who's, who out there is hardcore enough to, to,
0: to compete. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they will because of those reasons. If, uh, simply because i think they're now the new new riders are in we may see a little more edgier wwe than the pg era but i don't think you can't do chair shots to the head anymore you can't do pile drivers you can't do this you can't do that so you'd have to be
2: pretty creative to be hardcore these days exactly but hey speaking of hardcore uh we got a pretty hardcore announcement as someone who's probably going to be joining us on the podcast soon.
0: Yeah, we may have a guest soon. Um, I don't know if I want to spoil that just yet, because even though he said he would like to do it, um, I don't know if you, uh, if you guys would go back and listen to episode six of your interview with Jerry, the King Lawler, there's a big
2: hint in that of who might be coming on soon. Yeah, so maybe we should uh, do a poll on that and say, uh, what indie wrestler would you like to see us interview that competes uh, locally or something like that? But uh, I think we're getting some things lined up, man. The slot Job is getting ready to lay the smackdown on all of our podcast competition, and business is going to be picking up here in the next few months.
0: And speaking of podcasts and business picking up, Jr has all but confirmed that him and Conrad Thompson are going to have a new podcast coming out soon. I think they're scared of the slop drops gaining the momentum. So they're going to try and gang up on us guys.
2: Well, Hey, I got respect for good old J.R. and and Conrad. Hey, Hey Thompson. I I absolutely love listening to that uh, pod, all the podcasts he does, but Man, I got to tell you, uh, yeah, they need to be afraid, be very afraid, because we got some things coming up in the next few months that is going to shake up the entire ring, and uh as we bring a lot of excitement to the professional wrestling world here in north-central Arkansas. But, uh, yeah, we got some exciting things coming up. I hope it all works
0: out. Uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. Just keep listening, sharing us, retweeting us, all that good stuff. Some of our other polls, uh, the best Daniel Bryan character, do you like the yes version or the fickle version?
2: I think I ended up going for the uh, yes version just because it's hard to overcome the moments he had at WrestleMania 30. That's always going to be in people's heads. I really enjoy what he's doing with his, uh, his green character right now. Uh, I think uh, that shows the versatility of him to go from the biggest face in the company to one of the biggest heels within a month or two, that shows me he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I went with the fickle version,
0: and 78% of the folks uh, voted for the fickle version. Looks like Joey P.S. Shaw is back with us.
1: Sorry about that. Not sure what happened, but I'm back.
0: I think you
2: got thrown over the top rope.
1: (laughs) It it was because we were talking about the hardcore. That was hardcore eliminated.
0: But both feet did not touch the ground. He hobbled his way back, and he's back in the match with us. Kofi Kingston style, baby. That's right. Uh, favorite Sting, the blonde version or the crow version? What do you guys think? What, what was your favorite?
2: Man, that was a tough one. I, I, I actually, I think I voted for the uh, the beach version, the the blonde version. Uh, I mean, his crow character, I really liked it, but it it, it did get stale. And after yeah. that terrible match uh, that he had at Starrcade <laughs> 97 against Hogan, because he didn't win the belt because he wasn't tan and he didn't work out. So Bischoff wouldn't let Hogan put him over clean. Uh, I think that's why I went with the uh, old version of Sting. I don't know. What about you, Joey Shaw?
1: I'm old school. Uh, I'm, I'm with the uh, old version, the painted Sting. Just brought me back to my childhood memories.
0: Yeah, I can't remember can't remember which one I did, but social media, thirty eight percent on Twitter went with the blonde version, sixty two percent with the crow version. Facebook pretty much the same. Twenty four percent went blonde, and seventy six percent went with the crow version. So overwhelmingly, our listeners liked the crow version of sting better than the old school Blade Runner beach sting.
2: Well, did you notice on Raw Monday night that Graves actually mentioned that during Monday Night Raw? He was talking about, well, you gotta be tan in order to win the belt. I mean, taking a shot at Eric Bischoff and Sting from pick... nineteen ninety seven. I and not many people probably caught it, but I caught it and I was like, That was that was pretty good. Huh. You know, he's like, You gotta I... show up tan. You gotta be tan. I didn't pick up on that. Good catch. So uh Easy E, um, still changing the wrestling game.
0: I asked uh, Road Warriors or Legion of Doom. That was pretty close. Uh, 50% on Twitter uh, liked Road Warriors and 50% liked Legion of Doom. On Facebook, 54% liked the old school Road Warriors and 46% liked the WWE's version Legion of Doom. I'm a Road I, Warriors guy. I definitely voted for the Road Warriors on that one.
1: I could see how it went 50-50 because I had a hard time deciding. I liked both, but I'm with you, Nathan. I was Road Warriors.
0: Man, there's just something about you hear uh, Iron Man by Black Sabbath and then the Road Warriors walking out with so the the black and the huge spikes, and that was just awesome to me when I was a kid. The Didn't, crowd was scary, always on man. feet. Yeah. Uh, Hogan, which Hogan got a better crowd reaction, the Hulkamania version or the Hollywood Hogan version? I just did that one on Facebook, I believe, and 58% went
2: Hollywood Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Dude, I love the Hollywood character. I mean, I mean, I got met when I was like eight years old. I loved the uh, Hulkamania, but then it got old because then I found myself, hey, I'm going for Andre the Giant at WrestleMania three because I want Hulkamania to get crushed. And uh, then, you know, he got stale again as Hulkamania, and then when he did that heel turn, uh, the Hollywood Hogan character – I really loved it, but, too, that Hollywood Hogan character and his unwillingness to put over younger talent ended up killing WCW, but that's a show for another day.
0: Yeah. Uh, this next one kind of surprised me. I was a little disappointed in the results. The best flair rivalry, Dusty Rhodes, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, or
2: Sting? What's y'all's favorite? Steamboat. I would say match wise would definitely be steamboat uh, the sting thing. I think it just happened just too many times. It was the same thing every year it became predictable, you know, uh, especially, if, you know, he'd always would, would, you know, Hulk up. And uh, I, I really, the the three matches we had with steamboat because I think it didn't go on and on year after year after year where it went like a decade, like sting did to me. Those matches always mean so much for me. The, the three matches that they had, including the one where Steamboat won the belt, to me, I still think that's one of the greatest matches of all time. And I, I'm going to have to agree with you, Joey. I'm going with Steamboat. Yep,
1: for those reasons.
0: Exactly.
2: I uh, I probably would have went with Dusty. Um,
0: I, I, the promos back and forth between him and Dusty I thought were the best. I thought the actual wrestling, uh, him and Steamboat, was probably the best. And then I would have gave Sting the, the third place. However, our followers, 16% went with Dusty Rhodes, 36% went with Steamboat, and 48% went with Sting. That was a little surprising. I would not have guessed that it would have went that way. Uh, Looks like
2: WrestleMania
0: next year is going to be in Tampa, Florida. You guys got your bags packed yet
2: or? Hey, I'm thinking. I think if the Slop Drop needs to go on the road next year, I'm thinking road trip to WrestleMania. Maybe we get hooked up with a few of our uh, indie wrestling buddies, and then we all go together and uh, make it one historic trip that you'll never forget. That sounds good to me. The good.
0: The bad. The Ugly. Uh, You guys have a good, the bad,
2: and the ugly this week? Well, I would say for my the my good, the bad and the ugly, I would probably say the good was the uh the Ric Flair Batista thing. I definitely think that was probably the best thing this week. Um the bad this week to me I would have to say knowing that uh that Arn Anderson is not working in professional wrestling now this week. Uh he got let go by the WWE. Having someone like double A who's been working nonstop since the seventies to have him where he, he's not working anymore. I you know, I was kinda sad by that. I mean, he, he was he could put matches together like no one else could. Um and then the ugly the ugly to me would probably be man, that's a tough one, but I don't know. I, I don't know if I really have an ugly because honestly, it was a lot better week this week. I know I normally yeah. bash it, but it really wasn't that bad. It was actually entertaining to watch. Um, I don't know. The ugly for me would be impact wrestling just because if I got to have an ugly, <laughs> I'm always going to throw impact wrestling under the bus. I would say yeah. my,
0: my good would be Roman Reigns in the news of uh, him being uh, in remission and also the returns of, you know, all the returns this week, uh, Roman, Matt, Hardy, Batista, and Kevin Owens. The bad, again, probably the Becky Lynch arrest angle. I don't like that. And uh, that lame Strowman-Lashley ending of the match. And the ugly, probably all the the smart marks out there with their fan conspiracy
2: crap about Roman's cancer being a work. I think that's pretty ugly. Yeah, that's that's a great ugly right there. I'm going to remove Impact Wrestling. (laughs) I, I agree with you. I'm going with that.
1: Yeah, I'm not too far off of you, Nathan. I, the good is Roman Reign. Um, my ugly is probably the fans, you know, thinking that, that it was a work. Bad for me was still Ric
0: Flair not getting his cake. Rick's going to get his cake. I think we'll see Rick a, a little more up until WrestleMania. I think he's kind of involved in this thing now. And uh, who knows, we may see him next week come out and hopefully hear him cut a promo without having
2: a heart attack in the ring and...
0: Set something up between Triple H and Batista.
2: Well, and I've I've been thinking about this this week, guys. It's like, you know, of course, you know, I've been watching all this old WCW stuff. You got, you know, think about some of the angles that Flair has done. I mean, he's had a heart attack in the ring. He's been sent to a psych ward. He's seventy years old, about dead, you know, six months ago, and he's getting dragged across the floor by Batista. I mean. Just some of the crazy stuff that Ric Flair has done over the years—you can't make this stuff up. But, but here's what's crazy,
0: guys: you could take things that's happened to him in his real life outside the ring, and it would not be believable if you made it into a a, <laughs> a thing. He's got struck by lightning before. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> the man has been struck by lightning. He's uh, dang near died. I had to bring him back. I mean, so uh I, I don't know.
2: Oh, man, I mean, it was great. I just like seeing Flair again, but it's like his willingness to put people over. I mean, you know, I've, I've been thinking about this day. you know, he, he got, he got, you know, Batista over just by, you know, doing that right there. All the people he has put over over the years. That's why to me, he's the greatest of all time. I mean, it, I mean, think about it. He put over freaking Brutus, the barber beefcake yeah, you know, guys <laughs> like that. Anyway, if you could put over Brutus, the freaking barber beefcake, you can put over anybody. Yeah. Some quick, real quick
0: MMA hits and then uh, we'll call it good UFC 235 this Saturday, John Jones versus Anthony Smith for the lightweight championship, Tyron Woodley versus Kamura Usman for the welterweight championship, Robbie Lawler versus the undefeated b- newcomer Ben Askren. And then uh, Donald the Cowboy Cerrone is teasing a fight uh, on social media between him and Conor McGregor that could take place July the 6th. Again, that is not set in stone. That's nothing official. It's just something he tweeted out or Instagrammed out with a little tease there. So, Well, guys, uh, as our show comes to an end, thanks for joining us. Uh, like David said earlier, we have some surprises coming up that hopefully will work out. And uh, just keep listening to us, keep sharing us, keep liking us, keep retweeting and, and all
2: that good stuff. Good things are to come here at the Slop Drop. Yeah, right now, hey, Joey P.S. Shaw, man, so glad to have you on the show today.
1: Thanks for having me, guys.
2: Anytime, man. I know he had some tech issues. He was, he's was he been going over the top rope then crawling back in, going over the top rope. Hopefully we'll get that worked out next time. But, man, uh, you bet. hey, quick shout-out to uh, Yellville Summit, man, the uh, Panthers making it to state tournament. Unfortunately, they did lose their game today, but uh, great job by those guys making it all the way to state tournament. Runner-up at districts, runner-up at regionals, and then state tournament, quite a year for the Panthers. Good job, guys. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for joining us. See ya. Goodbye and good night.